Hey, this is Ra Spoon. These are my thoughts and stories from my blog. Enjoy! Premarital sex makes sense. I remember a few years ago telling my cousin that I was planning to wait until marriage to have sex, and that I didn't even know if I'd ever actually get married. He stopped everything we were doing, turned to me very sternly, looked into my face, and said, Promise me you will have sex before you die. I know, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Premarital sex makes a ton of sense. We all get horny, we can do it pretty safely these days, and as long as we're not cheating or leading someone on, it does make sense. It makes sense, that is, if our goal is to get the most pleasure out of life. But I think Christians are supposed to abide by a deeper goal. We're supposed to trust that our Creator knows what's good for us, in fact, better than we do. And for some reason, God seems to think there is something really significant about becoming one flesh with one other person after you've committed to them in marriage, like Matthew 19.6 says. And I think God does want us to experience pleasures, but not merely experience them. He wants to help us not be mastered by them. And if we can withhold from certain pleasures simply because God says to, even when everything else in our body and culture tells us we should do it, we just might grow into something bigger than predictable machines or impulsive animals. A dog cannot be tamed without a master who knows what he can become. And our actions are the evidence of who our master is. Do we serve our desires or the one we call God? And who we choose to serve as master is one half of the crux of Christianity, I think. But I also understand the ridiculousness of this being taken too far. A lot of us Christians do. Here's my story. About a decade ago, my friend asked me if I would get ordained online so I could go out to Italy and marry him to his fiance. It was the start of a big vacation for me and that was the beginning. So I flew out there and delivered an incredibly romantic homily, I thought. And as everyone went to bed that night, I asked the bride's cute sister if she wanted to go for a walk. My friend overheard us and said, you two behave. So we walked slowly side by side slipping gently between the bulging hills of the Tuscan vineyards. I took her hand and we gazed over cascading rows of burgeoning grapevines, bare and glistening in the misty night. It started lightly sprinkling. We pushed our way into the shoulder-high grass and lay down in it, pressing down a perfect secluded nest. Our shoulders were touching and our hearts were pounding. My friend's words sloshed in my head like a bucket of ice water. But right now, I could kiss her. I could take her. I could start out my vacation with a bang. But instead, I resorted to telling her poetic metaphors about her body as I kissed her stomach, never actually touching any of the real goods or even kissing her on the lips. In fact, I think I caught her stifling a laugh. I bet she was rolling her eyes the whole time and not in the way that she wanted to be. Wait a second. Now that I think about it, she might have been secretly scheming to deflower the preacher. Uh, well, anyway, the next morning, I proudly reported to my friend that we indeed behaved. I said, I kissed her stomach a little bit, 
but didn't even kiss her on the lips. His wife overheard and exclaimed, That's even worse! Okay, so kissing her stomach because I thought kissing her on the lips was wrong was messed up. Let me be the guinea pig for you and say, Okay, I was a lot repressed. Don't do what I did. Maybe a tender makeout session under the Tuscan stars wouldn't have been out of God's allowances. At least it wouldn't have given her PTSD for melodramatic poetry forever. And I'm not sure where the line would be for you, but I think it comes down to this. Who is our master? Are we people that are serving our pleasures or serving God? If God asked us not to do something we really wanted to do, and which even made a lot of sense to do, would we do it? But the other half of the crux of Christianity is grace. If we fail, when we fail, if we come back to God, he will still have us and love us tons and tons. But if we are consistently doing it our way and not his way, we have to ask ourselves, is this evidence that I serve a different master than the one I say I do? God forgive us and help us. This pole is so strong.